Hello there. Presented by the Atlas Strength Shop. This is the Atlas Nerds in Iron Podcast. Good evening, everybody. This is Cameron with the Atlas Nerds in Iron Podcast. Today we get together with my co-host Matthew Cavalier, and we talk about the Obi-Wan series that just wrapped up. Trying something a little bit different today. I'm going to actually do a pre-recorded sponsorship reel. So stick around and listen to that and hope you enjoy the show. First and foremost, we have StrikeForceEnergy.com. Strikeforce Energy is a veteran-owned energy supplement company. They come in these little pouches similar to Crystal Light pouches that you can put in whatever you are drinking to give yourself a nice little hit of caffeine. I personally love taking these in the afternoon right before I train because I'm not a big fan of beta alanine and they give me just enough energy to get through my workout without leaving me with a big crash afterwards. They come in four awesome flavors, original, which tastes a lot like Red Bull, grape, orange, and lemon. Use promo code ATLASSTRENGTH at checkout and you're going to save 20% on your next order. Next up, we have impactmouthguards.com. Use promo code ATLASSTRENGTH at checkout at impactmouthguards.com and you're going to get you a dentist office quality product without the dentist office quality price. What they're going to do is they're going to send you a custom mold. You're going to bite down on it, send it back to them, and in a couple of weeks you're going to have a mouth guard that fits you and only you, give you something really good to bite down on during those max effort events. They also have awesome athletic tapes, some really cool apparel, and a lot of other products as well. So, again, use promo code ATLASSTRENGTH at checkout. Save 10% at impactmouthguards.com. Next up, we have our newest sponsor, Sticks and Stone. Sticks and Stone got their start during the pandemic whenever iron plates were going for $3, $4 a pound. And what they do is they make molds that will allow you to make weight plates out of concrete that will fit your Olympic-sized barbell. We actually discovered them on TikTok because they are now making custom Husafel stones that come in 210, 310, and 409 weights. And we just got a full set of them for Louisiana's Strongest Man next year. They're also going to be here at the third annual Rougarou Classic, November 19th. So go ahead and place an order that will bring it down and you can get you a custom set of stones as well. And last but not least, we have the Atlas Strength Shop. That is us. That is who we are. We are the center for strength sports in the state of Louisiana with everything from strongman to powerlifting to general strength and conditioning. If you're in the Baton Rouge area, definitely come and see us. The best time to visit us is on Strongman Saturdays every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. If you're not in the Baton Rouge area and you still want to support us, then the best thing for you to do is to go to the website at atlasstrengthshop.com and check out our apparel line. If you use promo code ATLASNERDS10 at checkout, you're going to save 10% on that apparel line. Now let's get to the show. Good evening and welcome to the Atlas Nerds and Iron Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Ray, and this is our co-host, Mr. Matthew Cavalier. How are you doing today, Matt? Doing great, Cameron. How are you? I am not too bad. Hadn't seen you this week. Where you been, man? Oh, you know, sleeping. And working and sleeping some more and being daddy. So, um, to your child, I assume. Uh, I'll let you debate that. So, um, yeah, haven't really seen you in the gym this week. It's been a deload week for you, which turned into a uh, rest week and a deload day. Mm-hmm. But hey, it is what it is. Uh, how'd you feel today coming back into the gym? Uh, I felt fine. Felt a little stiff. Yeah. But I did a bunch of body weight squats and did some little bit of like more body weight squats throughout the week or today. Today. Okay. Um, the whole week, all I did was I did some projects around the house, cut my grass in this blazing heat because God's trying to kill me outside. It's ridiculous, man. The high today is 97. I wonder what the heat index was because it felt like well over 100. I know yesterday when I got in my truck, the thermometer in my truck said it was 102 after driving down the road for a while. Jesus Christ. So, 
Like it's it, it's like that um I what what's that what's that they say um it, it's like that level of Mario where the sun's trying to kill you. Yeah, that's basically what it feels like. Yeah, that's that's where we're at right now. Yeah, so basically this but I have a very bad habit of turning deload weeks into hey, I'm going to sleep cuz I need it week, mm-hmm. which I say it's a bad habit, but if you need sleep, you need sleep. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's just like that, man. Um, I know I've been exhausted this week with everything going on. Mm-hmm. It's 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 honestly been kind of rough. Yeah, but I got a good workout in. I'm sweaty and I smell like nuts, but here I am. I mean, that's normal Thursday for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You always <laughs> just smell like nuts. That's the the masculine musk coming off of me. Yep. So what we're going to talk about today, and um, spoilers ahead, like lots and lots of spoilers ahead, because what we've been doing lately is. Instead of recapping episode per episode of the big shows that are hitting, uh, mm-hmm. as far as what in our culture is considered a big show, we're waiting until the end of the season, and then we're just hitting everything all at once, final thoughts, how we liked everything. Well, last week was the end of Kenobi. And it was fantastic. So we're going to talk about the series a little bit, and um, I'm recording something tomorrow as well. At least I'm supposed to be recording something tomorrow as well. Might talk a little bit about it with that guy, too, but I think we're going to shift focus on something else since uh, since me and Matt are talking about it right now. But who knows? Y'all might get two whole episodes of Kenobi, but really, I can't talk about Kenobi enough. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> so going into the show, what were your expectations, and did the show meet your expectations? Um, like all shows, I try not to have... Okay, actually, I'm, I'm going to reverse that, because usually when I go into shows, I try not to have expectations, because I just like to see what the production is and just go with whether I liked it or not. I had high expectations going into this, especially with uh, Ewan, Mc- Ewan McGregor coming back to play Kenobi, and it it met my expectations. I thought it was a pretty damn good show. Okay. Were you worried about it in the, in the first few episodes? I know there was a lot of stuff on social media. People didn't like... Uh, I can't remember her character's name, but the uh, the female Inquisitor that was running around, a lot of people really didn't Reva? like her. Yeah, Reva. A lot of people didn't like her. They didn't like the actress playing her. I didn't have a problem with the character at all. Um, I don't know a lot about the third the third sister. I mm-hmm. know there's some like comic book material that I'm not caught up on about her. But as far as her performance in the show and her character, um, and then obviously the character development that you saw later, I thought it was just fine. I thought it was a good story. Definitely, definitely. And did you watch Rebels before all this? Bits and pieces. So you weren't really all that familiar with the Inquisitors going in. I, I knew that they were former Jedi younglings turned to uh, Sith Jedi hunters. A lot of them were, but yeah. some of them weren't. Like the uh, the Grand Inquisitor uh, guarded was a, he was a sentinel Jedi temp, uh, temple. Okay. Uh, what the Emperor did prior to Order sixty six is he radicalized a lot of the Jedi prior to. So that way, whenever the Empire actually came into be, he already had his Inquisitor army in place. Right. Like, they were they were in the know. I thought it was a very cool storyline. Um, to see the Inquisitors live action, um, I thought Reva was great. I thought the guy who played the Grand Inquisitor was... I'd like to see more of him because I thought he'd make a really, really cool villain to watch that's not necessarily like Darth Vader or Palpatine. Honestly, I disagree. I, I've i never really liked the Inquisitors all that much mm. because I, I just thought they were too one-dimensional as characters. Really? Yeah, I'm, I'm not really the biggest fan of the Inquisitors. Um, 
But that's also kind of their point is you're not supposed to be a big fan of them. Well, yeah, they're, because they're they're people hunting to people you like. Yeah, and sure. they're also they're they're Sith light. Yeah. But my biggest problem with them is that they were undertrained Jedi. Like they weren't fully formed. They weren't strong enough in the Force to give the Sith any kind of trouble. But it's probably the point. They probably didn't want that to happen. Yes, but I never really understood why they were a threat to the Jedi. Probably just numbers and resources. Yeah, maybe. maybe. You know, yep, you have one Jedi by himself running away on the fringe with no friends or help, and then mm-hmm. you have, let's say, five Inquisitors who together are formidable force, plus the might of the Empire behind them yeah. makes them, you know, quite dangerous. But granted, that's also been a big problem that I've always had with the with Star Wars as a whole anyway. Mm-hmm. You have all these Jedi that are still around after Order 66, right. and they're all in hiding and running away instead of, like, everybody, let's let's meet at Dagobah and regroup. I mean, I would have to say that's because it's just hard to get anywhere because the Empire has such a vast network of, you know, people who can get to places. So we know Obi-Wan lived. Mm-hmm. We know Yoda lived. We've yes. always known that those two lived. Those two were powerful enough, like like Obi-Wan almost killed Vader yeah. in episode three. Yoda, he fell short. Yeah. So he went next. Like they both he went to the self-imposed exile. Right. But we also know, um, I can't remember the character's name from... Rebels, but he was a he was a Padawan mm-hmm. that escaped in Rebels that grew up, and he's an adult in the actual Rebels TV show. And there's Ahsoka. Yeah, he survived. Ahsoka survived. Who Ahsoka was extremely powerful by the end of uh, right by the end of the Clone Wars. <clears throat> uh, who else? We now know Quentin Voss lived mm-hmm. because we found evidence of him in the um, the Jedi. The, the system they were using to get refugees out. Like, we found evidence of him. We found we know that there was that Jedi that found Obi-Wan in the middle of the desert. Yeah. He exists. So there's a handful of Jedi in the galaxy running around that we've all known about for a while. They just all went into hiding instead of banding together. Somehow, I don't think that the, the Emperor Palpatine could have taken Obi-Wan and Yoda at the same time, much less Obi-Wan, Yoda, and all these other assholes running around at the same time. Could just be a logistic thing. I mean, the galaxy's a huge place. That, to, to me, there's just not a good way to write around it. <laughs> because we, we know why. The reason why is because when George Lucas made these movies in the 70s, he didn't plan for, this, for it to get this big. Right. You know, he never planned for a prequel trilogy and two spinoff TV shows. Uh, this show, the movie originally... Disney buying it. Yeah, they were supposed to be kind of duds, but they just exploded. Yeah, like it's... Everything exploded. So by having those two Jedi be the only two Jedi left, and then here comes Luke, mm-hmm. they kind of wrote themselves into a corner that it's hard to escape from. Right. <clears throat> so it's interesting watching them try to... Like, on the one hand, you need more Jedi to sell more merchandise and make more movies. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, now it just looks like the Jedi are a bunch of cowards in hiding while Emperor Palpatine and Darth Vader do their thing. Well, we can actually hit on that a little bit with Kenobi. 
because that was kind of the gist of the first couple episodes is Obi-Wan is kind of hiding hiding out like a frail old man like he's a nobody. I mean, to be fair, he's not hiding because he's scared of the Empire. Well, he's, he's watching over Luke. Yes, he's hiding because he has a job. Mm-hmm. But it's very apparent by his character that he also has some pretty extreme PTSD and depression. Yeah, which, I mean, it's understandable. understandable. You like, go to war with your best friend, yeah. and now he's the most evil person in the universe. And until the end of the, of the first episode of Kenobi, he thought that Anakin was dead. That's true. That's right. He didn't realize he was still alive. Mm-hmm. He thought he left him for dead on Mustafar. Yep. Which um, is another interesting thing, you know, kind of skipping towards the, the end of, kind of skipping towards the end of Kenobi. Mm-hmm. That's another thing that really bothers me about the way they wrote it. While I loved that final battle. Oh, it's great. And the scene where Anakin's helmet or, or Vader's helmet's destroyed and you see Anakin and Vader coming in and out. Yeah. When they're talking to him, like the voice cha- the voice modulator changing and Vader saying that it wasn't Obi-Wan's fault that he turned to the dark side and essentially giving Obi-Wan permission to forgive himself for everything. Right. But... Now we know that Alderaan died. Alderaan, all those people in Alderaan died. It had to be exploded mm. because Obi-Wan couldn't finish the job twice. True. Vader was beaten. He could have killed Vader and whenever he wanted. Obi-Wan just turned and walked away like like Goku. But that's kind of like, isn't that kind of the Jedi way? You're not necessarily supposed to kill your enemies? No, they kill people all the time. Oh, that is true. He did slice Darth Maul in half. He did. <laughs> Like by by the time a new hope comes around, he's effect like he thought he killed Maul once and then killed him for good uh, later on. To be fair, Rebels. yeah. Um, generally, when you cut someone in half, you don't expect to see him again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, he's seen the memes going around with Qui Gon Jinn. It's like, oh, so we just live when we get stabbed in the stomach now. <laughs> good point. Yeah. Should have been alien, Qui Gon. Should have been alien. Yep. Like the Inquisitor survived. Uh, Which actually, I predicted that. I predicted that Grand Quisitor well, would survive. He, which, had to, he had to survive because yeah. he was in Rebels, and Rebels takes place later on. And then I also predicted that some kind of way Vader would end up killing Reva, or well, attempting to kill Reva. Yeah. I mean, we kind of knew that was coming. Yeah. And everyone pretty much figured out from the first episode that Reva was that young Padawan that we saw in the very beginning. Yeah. So... There, there was no way that it wouldn't have come came to, to that. that point. Yeah. But again, I liked the storyline. I yes. enjoyed it very much. And one thing, like love or hate the way Disney has handled Star Wars, one thing they have unequivocally gotten right has been Vader. Hmm. Oh, he was brutal. Well, like even when, when he first appeared in the, the first Disney property he appeared in was Rebels. Yeah. And he was frightening in Rebels. Like he was, sh- was Rogue One a part of Disney? Yes, okay. but Rebels came out before Rogue One. Okay, right. So in Rebels, because I know you haven't seen the series, um, I'd say spoiler alert, but it's been out for years it's, now. Yeah. So if you haven't seen it yet, then shame on you. <laughs> uh, it's these two. It's this Jedi and his Padawan mm-hmm. fighting their way through the universe and essentially running from Inquisitors all the time. Right. They get somewhere. And all of a sudden, they're just filled with so much dread. Mm-hmm. Like, this is overwhelming sense of fear creeps over them. They don't know why. And then a door opens and there's Vader. That might be why. 
Like just the, the disturbance on the, the am- course. <laughs> the amount of just hate and malice that comes out of him in Rebels. He's they essentially treat him like Jason Voorhees. And well, it's kind of what the he show. is. Yes, it's Jason Voorhees with superpowers. So, and, and so that's all. Oh, and an Inquisitor turn turns on Vader during all this, mm. and Vader just mops the floor with them without even breaking sweat, like he does in in Kenobi. I thought I thought it was cool to see just how ruthless and brutal Vader was. Like yes, when we one day when Vader was. On the planet where when he Kenobi, was introduced into Kenobi, and he just walks through the town, just murdering and just everyone, murdering people like that kid against the wall. He just just snaps his neck, just yeah. like that, just 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 like well, Jesus. Well, that was all a show to put on for Kenobi, right? Just show him like, you know, I'm just badass yeah. killer. Yeah, it, it was to fill Kenobi with fear, and it worked. And then he dragged him through the coals. Mm-hmm. It's like that was a. Br- I thought that was a pretty brutal scene. It was. It was like Jesus. Man, like they they have nailed Vader. Like, but like just... that's something that you kind of saw in the original trilogy, but not really. No. Like, you I mean you know he was evil. He he's much older in the original trilogy though. True, but you just didn't see that level of brutality. No. Which but, of course it was made in the seventies, so you maybe yeah. not would have. It also never really came up. Right. But you got to think about it. Right now, uh, the Kenobi series took takes place about ten years after Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. So realistically, Anakin is only in his late twenties at this point. If I remember I, right, he was eighteen in the uh, by Revenge of the Sith. Oh, he was that young. He was young. Oh, I thought he had been in his twenties. No, no. Uh, Queen Abadala was a groomer. One hundred percent. Like that was not an okay relationship. Um, okay. So, Queen Amidala the pedophile. Yes. So he's only like eighteen. He might be twenty. He can't, he's not. He's no older than twenty. I have to look it up. So he's no older than like twenty nine to thirty two. Like he's our age. I thought he would have been older than that. Like at our age, we still we do still, we still do some pretty dumb stuff sometimes. Yeah, yeah, We're yeah. pretty impulsive. A little bit. Like little we'll bit. get in the gym and we'll go ham and hurt ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, just because sometimes we feel like we have to full send it. <laughs> the Darth Vader we see in the original trilogy is another fifteen years older. True. Well, like nine, fifteen years, something somewhere thereabout. Roughly 10. He's had time to mature some more. Right. So while he is still full of hate and malice, he's controlled. He's level-headed. He's mature. You know, he's not just going to throw a temper tantrum in the middle of town square. Right. You know, that's his He's just going to kill everyone in town square. (laughs) But um, (laughs) one of the, uh, in the Darth Vader comic book, there's this line where they talk about how the Sith are so powerful and how they feed on hate. Mm-hmm. Like hate is what really drives them. And somebody asks him what he hates. Like, why is he so powerful? And the thing he hates the most is himself. Ooh. Yeah. It's like the Darth Vader comic gets deep. They do all kind of, like, uh, like Vader meets Maul in the Darth Vader comic. Uh, he goes on a journey to try to figure out what happened to Amidala, mm. to Padme. 
he goes to her grave. He meets with her old uh, her old um, doppelgangers. He comes to the conclusion that Papeltine that Papeltine can actually kill Padme. Right. Like, there's a lot that goes on in the comic. Because that was a fan theory for a long time, was that Anakin lived because Palpatine took Padme's life force and transferred it to Anakin. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Because you would basically be dead. Yeah. And it makes a lot more sense than she died because she's sad. Yeah. It does, actually. You know, which is what George Lucas wrote. George Lucas was a lot of things. He was not a good writer. Yeah. Like the dialogue and the uh, and Attack of the Clones, it's absolutely horrible. <laughs> like looking back on it. Um. So back back to the show. What happened? So we left off. He drug Kenobi through the coals. Mm-hmm. Then he escaped with Tala. Mm-hmm. But they had Leia. Yes. Leia was brought to the fortress. Who? Let's talk about Leia. I saw a lot of people online did not like her character. Why? She was a perfect Leia. I thought that would be what Leia was like when she was about 10. Rebellious, but smart. She 100% had, aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper energy? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) She was just a spunky little rebellious kid. Ruthless. Didn't give a shit. Fearless. You know, like punch you in the throat if Mm. I could reach it kind of vibe. (laughs) Like... She she was like that little kid that's gonna tell you a little bit too much about yourself and make yeah. you cry. <laughs> I thought she was great. Um, I did hear someone did complain to me. It's like, said I don't understand why they have to have this big storyline with Leia because I mean cl- clearly Luke was the more important character. So like they should have had more of this thing between Kenobi and Luke. I'm like, yeah, it was called Episode Four, Five, yeah. and Six. That's exactly it's like they made exactly three it. freaking movies out of it. So. I think it's okay to have a six-part series with some Leia in there. I also saw somebody made a post because, uh, you know, they were talking about doing a sequel or a uh, season two for Kenobi. Mm-hmm. And people were like, they already did. It's called episode four. <laughs> sure. That like, is true. I, as much as I love the Kenobi series, where do you go from here? I think I think if you do a season two, you're just, you're just throwing crap just to throw crap out exactly. there. Exactly. Because cause what, what are you going to do? You're just going to have Kenobi watch Luke play in the sand for the next 10 years? So, if they did a season two... You have to just make shit up. It would have to take place on Tatooine. With Luke. I think that it would have to not center around Luke. I don't think Luke should be the focus. I think the hut should be the, to- uh, the focus. Oh, Jabba the Hut? Yes. Like... I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe Uncle Owen gets involved with the wrong people, like he find he like that we find he owes money to the wrong people, mm-hmm. and uh, and the huts get involved. And he will, he Kenobi helps out. Yeah, and Kenobi basically has to show up at the huts and be like, "This family's off limits." See, but I, I kind of feel like that's basically an episode. Like I don't. How do you make a series off of that? Because well, it, it branches out because if the huts are involved, that also has the ability to have a younger Boba Fett involved, which also has the ability to have characters like Cad Bane come back. Uh, Hondo, which do you remember Hondo from Clone Wars? Which one was he? Hondo was the pirate that thought he was Kenobi's best friend. Oh, uh, yes. I would love to see a live-action <laughs> Hondo. Now, see, the only problem with bringing back Boba Fett to encounter Obi-Wan is, well, Boba Fett eventually works for Vader, so why would he not sell Kenobi out? 
because well one he never has to know that that's Kenobi well granted they've met before so that wouldn't make sense because they met during Clone Wars um, oh, he he does know who Kenobi is. He killed his father. No, uh, no Mace Windu yeah, did. Yeah, Mace Windu. But he knows and who Kenobi is. I'm really hoping Mace Windu comes back into the fold somehow. I would really like to see Samuel L. Jackson wants to come back. Well, he can. There is no way you can convince me that Mace Windu can't possibly survive. No, Darth Maul survived getting sliced in half. All these other characters get just absolutely murked and survived. Mm-hmm. He lost his arm or thrown out of a window. Yeah. He was one of the most powerful Jedi. I could very easily believe that he grabbed onto a car and just floated away somewhere. The Emperor fell down. A nuclear nuclear reactor. Fell into a nuclear reactor that exploded in the vacuum of space. Anakin lost his arms, his legs, was caught on fire, like third degree burns on 100% of his body, and still survived. Mace Windu's got to be alive. Yeah. It's just a matter of... Alive for the right price. I, Samuel L. I, Jackson costs some money. True, but actually, when it comes to this particular project, I don't think you would have to throw the bank at Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, maybe not. I think he wants to do it bad enough to where, like, if you just pay him just a decent salary, he'd be like, fuck yeah, I'll do it. So, if they do bring him back, there's this one scene from Legends mm-hmm. where there's this Imperial compound. And this old beggar walks up to the door. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and he's and it's, like, "It's Windu," and he yeah, just he's like, everything. Well, it's not just Windu. He comes up like singing, and he's got like a baby carriage, and he's and all that. And he's like, sh- he wants to like show them the baby. Pulls back the curtain, and it's Yoda in there. <laughs> <laughs> and that would be awesome. And Mace Windu and Yoda storm this compound. That so, would be something. To that'd see. be awesome to see live action. Oh, something that I want to mention about Kenobi is I really enjoyed the choreography of the lightsaber duels. Oh, it was awesome. I thought that was something that was lacking in the new trilogy was the mm-hmm. choreography of the lightsaber duels. I thought were very, very, very unimpressive. Well, that's because they were untrained. True. Well, well yeah, I guess that would be true. No one, yeah. no one really taught either one how to fight with a saber. No. Because I remember the original... Uh, the prequels, the three, you know, episode one, two, and three, the fight scenes with the lightsabers were just sick. There were a lot of things that should have happened with the sequels that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ryan Johnson was the biggest problem with it. I don't know who that is. He's the guy <coughs> that directed the second one in the trilogy. Okay. And he was more interested in making a really good movie than being part of a larger trilogy. Okay. Yeah. I, I enjoyed the third set of movies, but mm. I do have my critique, my criticism of it. So, J.J. Abrams, he directed one and three. Ryan Johnson directed two. Okay. So there were a lot of things they were making plans with. Like, Palpatine was never supposed to come back. See, I didn't like that. Yeah, no one did. Because I felt like it was cheap. Snoke was originally supposed to be the villain. That, w- that would have been a storyline I'd have liked more. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like, he would have been like the... <laughs> The greater force of the dark side type character. And Palpatine, in my opinion, should have just stayed dead. What I would have loved to have seen is instead of Stoke, uh, instead of Snoke and Palpatine coming back, if we would have gotten uh, General Thrawn or Admiral Thrawn. Which one was he? He was a bad guy in Rebels. He um, 
he was an alien. He wasn't force sensitive. But mm-hmm. He was extremely good. Cut. He was extremely good at hand to hand combat, mm-hmm. and he was a military genius. Okay, that would have been cool. And he is going to be the primary the primary villain in the Disney Plus series going on. What like, series? The Disney Plus series, like for Star Wars. Okay, that that's what it's all leading up to is Thrawn. Okay, like Ahsoka, she's looking for Thrawn. Because at the end of Rebels, Thrawn winds up getting like thrown into hyperspace. We don't know where he's going. But Ezra Miller, who is the Jedi, who it was all centered around, is in tow with him. So Ahsoka wants to find Thrawn so she can find out what happened to Ezra. Okay. So in, in, in Legends, all the books... Thrawn was the major threat after the Empire fell. Oh. Because he was just, he was that good of a military leader. But he was also a fascist. That was the older guy with white hair? No, no. You're thinking of... Um, that was Vader's right-hand man? Yeah, you're you're thinking of... Uh, yeah, Peter Cushing's character. I can't remember his actual character's name, though. But, no, Thrawn was... He wasn't in a Mandalorian. No, he wasn't. We, we you, you haven't met Thrawn live action yet. Okay. Um, but he's like this blue alien. Okay. But very, very smart military leader. Like Tarkin, Adm- uh, Admiral Tarkin. Yeah, um, that's it. <clears throat> Thrawn was smarter than Tarkin. Ooh. Tar- Tarkin was all about the Death Star. Mm-hmm. He thought the Death Star was the way to go. Thrawn thought it was having an entire fleet of of Star Destroyers, mm-hmm. like in episode, like in episode nine. No, yeah, that's yeah, when you saw nine. the big, the big fleet of all the. That was Thrawn's plan come to fruition. The reason why is because Thrawn knew that if a Death Star was destroyed, you only had to destroy something once, right? And then the Empire was crippled. But with an entire fleet of Star Destroyers, it's a lot you harder lose, to take yeah, down. Yeah, you lose one, you lose one. Yeah, like he, as, essentially, Thrawn thought you should actually you should control the Empire through actual military might. Tarkin, Vader, and the Emperor thought you should control it with fear, and a right. super re- weapon provided fear. And they turned out to be wrong. Yep. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing him live action, though. You think it'll be fun? Oh, it's gonna be awesome. See what else happened to Kenobi I thought was cool. I know a lot of it's cool. Oh, the scene um, when there are, I don't remember the planet's name, but Kenobi's with the refugees and they're, the the ship is taken off and Vader just grabs that ship mm. with the Force and just slams it down. Yeah, we hadn't, seen, we hadn't seen a Force user that powerful yet. It's Any like, jeez. <laughs> like, that scene was crazy. Like, that was something out of the comic, or not the comic books, out of the video game. Mm-hmm. Where we thought they were just uh, exaggerating the powers of the force. Right. It's the first time we've seen something like that in a TV show or a movie. Like that was insane. Yeah, Which you got to see again when um, when they were fighting uh, Vader and Kenobi in the last episode. Mm-hmm. When Kenobi got a little bit more pissed off and harnessed all the rocks. And just it, it was not Kenobi pissed off. Um, that was Kenobi completely giving himself to the force. And that's always been a thing between Sith and the Jedi. Mm-hmm. The Sith are more, are more powerful in the short term because they bend the Force to their will. Right. Like the Force does what they say. The Jedi channel the Force. 
Mm-hmm. They they are vessels for the force's will. Okay. So the level he reached at the end of Kenobi was essentially him completely giving himself to the force. It was a cool saying. Yes. <laughs> so cool. But uh but yeah, it it was awesome saying that. And it it was it was good to see like I I was a little bit worried that we were just that Kenobi was just gonna be nerfed throughout the whole series. Yeah. And it's like, but that can't be true because uh someone at work who's also a super nerd mm-hmm. said reminded me of the line in episode four yep. when Vader said last time I was but a learner, but now, now I'm the master. master. So it's like it implied that at some point Kenobi kicked the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it has to be something after episode three. Yeah. So it's like, there it is. Like, Kenobi beats the dog shit out of him. It was cool to see, like, Kenobi's, like, Clone War, kick-ass type That was the most powerful we've ever seen Kenobi. Yeah. Which is also, it's like, I mean, obviously, you can't kill him, because then then nothing ever happened after that. But it's like, should have killed him. (laughs) This this was the most powerful in live action we have seen a light side force user. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like we we've never seen anything like this. I want to see more of it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it's so cool. But uh, but no, we get to completely diminish what the light side can do, and we just have the sequel trilogies. But like Luke wasn't even that powerful in in the Mandalorian when when he showed up. He was powerful, but he wasn't that powerful with the Force. At least he didn't display it. Yeah. But he was so skilled. From what I understand from the comics, Luke Skywalker's skills with a lightsaber were bar none. Mm-hmm. Like just he becomes the most powerful Jedi at right. some point in the comics and in Legends. He becomes the most powerful uh, Force user. But like in Knights of the Old Republic, they had Sith that could literally drain the life force of entire planets. Whew. Is right. it Knights of the Old Republic the one where they didn't have like just two Sith lords? They had like. Yes. An army of Sith warriors. Yes. Was, I would like to... It was prior to Darth Bane and the Rule of Two. I would like to see movies or a TV show about the Knights of the Old Republic. I don't think Disney has enough balls to do that. because Why was, not? Because a lot of it would be written like a horror movie. But the thing is, it's, it's something that... Well, not original because the storyline exists. But it's something that is not... Skywalker series, yes. but it's still Star Wars, and I and even if it does go like horrendously on the dark side of things, everyone likes the dark side. They do. We would love to see that. the The problem is like some of the villains, like what I was just talking about, like uh, Darth Nihilus, who could he was a world eater. Mm. Like it's it's hard to make family friendly TV shows and movies with Knights of the Old Republic. So what well, they're doing is they're actually doing a High Republic series, which is not going to be nearly as interesting, in my opinion, because the High, Re- the High Republic was the period of time prior to the Phantom Menace, mm-hmm. where they thought the Sith were eradicated. Right, right. that's true. There was a good episode one is when they figured out that the mm-hmm. Sith were back. Yeah, prior to episode one, lightsabers were ceremonial. Mm-hmm. That's crazy, right? <laughs> Yeah, like they learned it. It was like uh, it was like samurai who just practiced their craft with no war. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was very political. So I almost feel like we'd be watching Game of Thrones, but with Star Wars. And less, eh, like, I would rather see Knights of the Old Republic. Fewer titties. And the thing with the Knights of the Old Republic, you could get like those really, really cool choreographed fight scenes. We could see Darth Revan. 
that actor. That'd be awesome. Get Keanu Reeves in the role. Oh, That'd Keanu Reeves in Star Wars. Bring yeah. John Wick into Star Wars. Holy shit. Like, have you ever seen like like Keanu Reeves as Revan, like drawn up by by uh, fans? No, but I'd be perfect. Dude, Keanu, like bringing Keanu Reeves into Star Wars would be, mm-hmm. God, that'd be sick. Yeah. Especially because, like, you know who he is as, like, John Wick, and then, like, you see him in Star Wars, like, oh, he's going to kill everybody. No, I've never seen John Wick. Really? Never I've seen, seen I've seen the first one. Yeah. There's a scene that I, I skip every time I watch it, though. The dog. Yeah. Yeah. First time I saw that, I wasn't very happy. Yeah. So when John Wick put a bullet in that fucker's head, I was like, good for him. I feel like that's the whole idea. Like, you're supposed to watch the dog die so that you're also angry with John Wick. Oh, I was angry. I was like, I want to kill that fucker, too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, screw the car. He killed his dog. I don't give a shit about the car. Well, he yeah. didn't care about the car either. Yeah. Like, he had the whole scene where he told the, the big boss is like, you know, you killed the only semblance I had left of mourning about my wife, and you took that away from me. So, fuck you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have seen that one scene where it's like, whose car is this? Like, where the boss realizes oh. he just stole John Wick's car and, and killed his dog. smacks the crap out of him. Yeah. He like, smacks the crap out of Big Mafia boss's son. He's like, do you have any idea what you did? I'm not worried about your dad. This is the boogeyman. Yeah. <laughs> um, got anything else you want to talk about when it comes to... Uh, Come to Kenobi? Kenobi. Like, I, I know there's nowhere where you can really go with it. I mean, I guess you could, but, like, man, I really enjoyed the series. I was very satisfied with it. Yep, I think the next Star Wars series that's coming up is going to be, um, I don't remember what it's called, but it centers around the Rogue One crew prior to Rogue One. Okay. I, I'm honestly not that excited about it. I'll watch it. I'll, I'll watch it too. Yeah, but it's Star Wars. Like, I'm just not that excited about it. I've been watching uh, been watching Ms. Marvel. Mm, I haven't started that yet. It's not made for us. It's, I'm, I'm halfway through Moon Knight. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you behind. Um <laughs> Ms. Marvel was definitely made for teenage girls, uh-huh. but you know you got to watch it because it fits into the larger continuity of Marvel. Right, and she's probably going to appear in the Captain Marvel movie that's coming out soon. Um, see what else? Oh, um, Multiverse of Madness is coming to Disney Plus soon. It's already on, so I'll yep, be able to watch that. Wednesday, so go yep. watch that. Yep, I'll watch it. I'll probably maybe I'll watch it tonight. Okay, I'm going to my parents' house tonight. Maybe we can watch it tonight. Yeah, do it. Um, if Vivian is aware enough to see what's going on on the TV, then mm-hmm. don't watch it with her because it is scary for children probably. She can watch TV, but like other than Bluey, she doesn't really pay yeah, attention to shit. Like Multiverse of Madness is a full-on horror movie. See, I'm looking forward to that there. Because yeah. like as much as I enjoy the you know good versus bad action movies, mm-hmm. I like to get some of that dark, you know, dark storylines. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, it's great. Have you, like, seen the spoilers and everything from Multiverse of Madness? No, I actually stayed away from all the spoilers. I have no idea what's going to happen. I know Scarlet Witch is involved, but outside of that, like, I know there's, like, a parallel universe of Doctor Strange that's going to be evil, but, like, the details, I don't know. All right, so, yeah, watch it tonight and uh, hit me up after you do. I'm pretty pretty good at staying away from spoilers. Okay. Because I don't give a shit about social media. (laughs) All right. Uh, well, you ready to take this thing for a landing? Um, yeah, I'm hungry. All right. Well, until next time, we'll see you. See you. 
just quick recap of the sponsors. We have StrikeForceEnergy.com. Use promo code ATLASSTRENGTH at checkout. Save 20% on your next order of caffeine. Next up, we have Impact Mouth Guards. Use promo code ATLASSTRENGTH at checkout. Save 10% on your custom mouth guard. Next, we have Sticks and Stone. Go follow them on all social media. They have a really awesome YouTube channel. And finally, there is the Atlas Strength Shop. That is us. Follow us at the Atlas Strength Shop at all platforms. We just recently started putting a lot of things on YouTube, including this show, if you want to see a video version of this show. Last but not least, don't forget to like and subscribe and share us with all of your friends. Give us a five-star rating on iTunes. See you all next time.